Merry Meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Witch Magic. Today, let's talk about goddesses and gods and how they can aid us in our magical practices. But before we begin, of course, I want to talk to you about what's been going on with me in the past month. Um, As you know, it was October, and I'm very sad that it's over. October is my all-time favorite month. Um, Fall is my all-time favorite season, and I was enjoying, you know, the Halloween festivities, all the um, the haunted locations we went to. You know, we went to some of the haunted walkthroughs and everything like that. Um, and I don't know what it is, just love being scared. You know, watching horror movies, which I can watch a horror movie any time of the year, but there's something about watching them in the month of October that just makes it mean more. I don't know what it is. It's the Halloween season, Samhain, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and of course, the Halloween movies with Michael Myers being the best, in my opinion. Um, and then I like, you know, the fun Halloween movies like Hocus Pocus and uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, those kinds of things. Um Charlie Brown, Halloween, you know, everything like that, everything about it. And so the couple of weeks before Halloween, my oldest daughter, Darcy, had a Halloween party at her house, you know, just family and a couple of friends. And we all dressed up in our costumes and she is so organized. She makes the food and I did, I did contribute some of the food as well. She makes the food. She labels everything. Um, She has like a timeline of events. You know, she'll put like a schedule. Like this is the time we're going to eat. This is the time we're going to play games. This is the time we're going to announce the winners of the Halloween costumes. And um, so it was fun. You know, there was a lot of kids there because of my grandkids. And they had some friends over, um, my niece and nephews, you know. And... uh, They played some games. They won some prizes. And then everybody throughout the night had to vote what their favorite costumes were. And she did actually, what was it? Three categories. So you voted for the funniest costume. And then there was the cutest costume. And then there was the overall, no, not the cutest, the scariest. And then there was the overall best costume. And there were two winners in each category. There was a runner-up and then the actual winner. And she had little trophies for all of them. And the trophies, <laughs> they kind of looked like Oscars, except they were skeletons. And, you know, it said on them, best costume, you know, whatever. And it was so cute. So I actually won best overall costume, which I was so surprised because my costume was so simple. It was really simple. It was a poncho and a hat. And then I did some makeup. Um, I was a scarecrow. 
So what I did was I went to Spirit Halloween and I got a scarecrow. It was a poncho, you know, looking like a scarecrow um, outfit. And it had pieces of hay sticking out, you know, little flowers, some patches on it. And then a scarecrow hat with some more patches. It was so cute. And then I did my makeup. I did my nose. I did my eyes. And I did like the, um, I made like the stitches from my mouth. You know what I'm saying? And then my cheeks, like rosy cheeks. And I won best costume. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? And I was just so surprised. Um, but we had a blast. We played some Halloween music. Some of us danced. Um, I mean, it was such a fun time. We always enjoy our annual Halloween parties. It's amazing. And then on Halloween night, um, me and Chris went with Darcy, the grandkids, and my daughter, Julia. We went out trick-or-treating. You know, took the grandkids out trick-or-treating. And so... Some of us wore our costumes. I did wear my scarecrow costume again. And I did the makeup again. And I got a lot of compliments as I was walking around. It was amazing. Um, some of the homes were highly decorated. And they were awesome. There was this one home where there was like a couple of neighbors that were at a table outside in the driveway. And they were handing out Dunkin' Donuts to the adults. Well, I guess the kids could have it too. They had... They must have had about four dozen donuts on their table. It was crazy. And so, of course, I went up and got a pumpkin donut because, oh, yes, those are my favorites. Um, me with my pumpkin everything. So, yeah, that was cool. And then some people were playing Halloween music. Um, some people were out there with bonfires. It was a pretty chilly night. Um, and... There's this one house, and I remember seeing them last year. I guess this guy leaves it up every year. He has his garage he made into Frankenstein's lab. And he's got a little cutout window that you can look into, and you can see Frankenstein laying on the table. And I mean, it looks real. It looks like a real person. And he actually sits up in everything. And he has all these, um, what do you call it, uh, electric conductors going through and they're zapping everywhere and oh my goodness it is so crazy um so they get a big drawer of people you know at their home because people want to go and see that so and I'm telling you the kids ended up with a lot of candy well my grandson started not feeling very good so my daughter took took him back home and they just, you know, she finished giving out candy at her house. She left a bowl of candy out from when we weren't there. But she went over, she went back. And so, you know, we kept up with my granddaughter, um, taking her around. And we were, we were out for a good hour. Um, we were just having a blast. Walking around, seeing everyone in their costumes, seeing all the decorated homes. Um, there were some people that were even giving us adults candy. <laughs> so not that I want to eat candy all the time, but yeah, I grabbed a few pieces. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And then, of course, um, I did a little Samhain ritual before I went out trick-or-treating with the grands. And um, yeah, so it was pretty good. So how was your Samhain? What did you guys do to celebrate? I do want to say that I'm very sad that October is over. But, you know, the bigger holidays are coming up. 
I say the bigger holidays, but what I mean is the most busiest holidays, the busiest time of year is among us right now. So it's like right now I'm in Yule Christmas mode. Boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. And uh, last Sunday, I went out with the girls. It was me, my two daughters, my mom, my sister and my sister-in-law and her mother and um and my niece and we went to this mexican restaurant for lunch it was um my one of my favorite mexican restaurants actually it's called frontiera and it is amazing actually we did lunch afterwards we usually do lunch first and then go shopping but we did the shopping first and then went to lunch um we went to this consignment store and they had all their christmas stuff out um, all the decorations, you know, things for your tree. Um, they also had like furniture and everything like that. Um, not just for the holiday, but for all year round. And, um, they had a lot of nice stuff, a lot of retro, retro things. Um, so it was crazy. And, um, the only thing I came out of there with though, was a Tinkerbell ornament. I found a retro Ran a ball like a big ball Tinkerbell ornament for my tree and I was like oh yeah that's mine <laughs> my sister whose name is Jamie I will say that because um she purchased well she bought a lot of stuff actually but she purchased this five set five boxes in a set they're Christmas boxes of different sizes you know that you could put stuff in and they're very decorative you know what I mean they've got all the um Christmasy decorations on the um, outside of it. So she was already knowing she was going to purchase these because her, her eyes just saw those and she was like, oh yeah, those are mine. Come to find out, we're looking at the boxes before getting to the register and there's a label on the top box and it says, to Jamie. And it's spelled a little differently, but we were like, what? Like, no way. This, they, like, that is made for you. That is yours. That is why that was calling to you. So that was pretty cool. All right. So now that I've been rambling on and on and on, I guess I always have a lot to talk about with you guys now because, you know, it's been a month since we last talked. So, um, you know, it's good to get back on here and visit you guys and um, just chat. So we did talk about gods and goddesses in season one but I would like to revisit it and go more in depth about some of the most well-known goddesses and gods and in what areas of life they can help us in so we're going to start with the goddesses and of course as if you know me well enough you know that I like to go alphabetically so it's no particular order as to the importance because they're all just equally important um, so I do it alphabetically. Artemis is the Greek goddess of the hunt. She is the daughter of Zeus and the twin sister of Apollo. She is associated with wild animals, the moon, and forest. She carries with her a silver bow, as she is also known as the archer goddess. Artemis was noted to be born in Ortigia. I think I said that right. I hope her symbols are the bee and stag. She can aid in any magical workings, 
related to fertility and childbirth. Athena, another Azusa's daughters, is known as a goddess of war. Though she only believed in war as a last resort, she was associated with owls, which became her mascot. She carries with her a spear. Her symbols are the owl, olive tree, and snakes. Call on her wisdom through any problems you may have. Brie is a Celtic goddess of poetry, healing, and fertility. I always celebrate this goddess at Imbolc. She is the daughter of Dagda, who is the father of Ireland. She is associated with fire. Symbols for her are bonfires and sacred wells, so she works with water as well. She can help you with poetry, healing, protection, and fertility. Severedwin is an underworld goddess and the keeper of the cauldron of knowledge, rebirth, and inspiration. She had two children that represented dark and light. She is associated with astrology and herbology. Symbols for her are cauldrons, grain, and the moon. Severedwin has a status as a Celtic triple goddess who often appears with her two sisters. Call upon Severedwin when you need inspiration. Demeter is the Olympian goddess of the hardest and agriculture. She is sister to Hades, Hades, Hera, Hestia, Poseidon, and Zeus, and she is the mother of Persephone. She is associated with grain, a crown, and a scepter. Symbols include the cornucopia, wheat, torch, poppy, and bread. If you want to pray for a good harvest, Demeter is one to call upon. Freya, the warrior goddess, means noble lady of Scandinavian origin. She is the daughter of Njord, a god of the Vanyar. She is associated with love, beauty, and fertility. Her symbols include lions and strawberries. Call on her for anything regarding fertility, but she can also aid you in divination. Hathor is the Egyptian goddess of the sky. She is the daughter of Ra and Nut. She is associated with music and instruments. Symbols associated with her are cows, mirrors, and the lioness. You can ask Hathor to aid you in love and fertility, as well as musical inspiration. Hecate is the queen of witches, magic, and the underworld. She is the crone of the triple goddess. Symbols of Hecate include dogs, lions, torches, serpents, keys, and knives. She can aid you in your craft in many ways, including workings with those who have passed on. Hera is the Greek goddess of the heavens. She was a wife to Zeus. She is associated with family and mostly of the welfare of women and children. Symbols seen with her are a peacock, scepter, cuckoo, and a cow. She can aid you in fertility, marriage, and home life. Kali is the Hindu goddess of transformation. She represents the infinite creative force that both gives life and then takes it away. Symbols of Kali are a giant sickle, a trident, 
a severed head, and a bowl. She can help you with loss, deep clearing, and transformation. Quan Yin is the Chinese Bodhisattva, goddess of mercy. She is associated with compassion. She often holds a willow branch, a vase of water, or a lotus flower. Ask her to help with healing and luck. The Morrigan is a war goddess in Irish mythology. She is associated with crows and ravens. One of her main symbols is the triple goddess. The Morrigan can help you with shadow work and protection. We will talk about shadow work in a future episode. Parvati is a Hindu goddess married to Shiva. They had two sons together. She is associated with mountains, especially the Himalayas. Symbols include elephants, tigers, lotus flowers, and tridents. Parvati can help with fertility spells, as well as nourishment and abundance. Persephone is a daughter of Zeus and Demeter and wife to Hades. She is known in Greek mythology as Queen of the Underworld. She is associated with the cornucopia, and she is often seen carrying a four-tipped torch. Persephone can also aid in fertility. Rhiannon is the divine queen of the fairies. She is associated with beauty. Symbols are birds singing. Rhiannon can help with fertility, wisdom, artistic inspiration, poetry, beauty, and transformation. Saraswate is the Hindu goddess of knowledge, arts, and music. She is known to have four hands, representing four aspects of human personality. Symbols are sacred scriptures, a vena, which is a stringed instrument, a white swan, and the lotus. Call on Saraswati to help with art, education, wisdom, and music. So those are only a handful of goddesses that you can work with. There is so much more from every pantheon. Now let's go ahead and talk about gods. Apollo is an Olympian god from Greek mythology. He is known as the god of the sun, and he is the son to Zeus. As we mentioned before, he is twin to the goddess Artemis. Symbols and associations include bow and arrow, the raven, and the laurel wreath. Let Apollo aid you in music and poetry. He can also help with healing. Brahma is the Hindu creator god. He had several wives and several sons. Symbols and associations include the lotus. Brahma can help with knowledge and wisdom. Sununos is the Celtic god of the forest, also known as the horned god. He is associated with fertility and vegetation. Sununos can aid you in matters of fertility and power. Dagda is known as Ireland's father god. The Morrigan was his wife and Bree, one of his daughters. He is associated with weather and agriculture. Symbols include a cauldron, harp, and staff. Let Dagda help you with fertility, agriculture, and strength. Hades is the Greek god of the underworld. He is a brother to Zeus and Poseidon. Associations and symbols include the cornucopia, serpent, 
pomegranate, and the chariot. Call on hates for help with chronic illness, creativity, money, and business in suicidal tendencies. Horus is the Egyptian sky god. He is son to Osiris and Isis. He is associated with falcons. His symbol is the eye of Horus. Let Horus aid you in magic regarding healing and protection. Loki is known as the trickster god in Norse mythology. The symbol for Loki is two snakes encircling each other. Loki, as you can imagine, can help with chaos magic as well as facing your fears. Lu is the Celtic sun god. Our Sabbat Lunasad is named after him. Symbols and associations include the sun, spear, and shield. Lu can help with harvest magic and creativity. Odin is the Norse god of war and the dead. Remember, Odin was the one who discovered the runes. We talked about that a little bit in a previous episode. Anyway, he is associated with the symbol called the Yulknut, which look like three interlocking triangles. You can call on Odin to help with poetry, healing, death, and of course, reading the runes. Osiris is the Egyptian god of the underworld. He is associated with the pharaoh. Symbols include the flail and the shepherd's staff. Osiris can help with fertility, agriculture, and the afterlife. Poseidon is the Greek god of the sea. The Romans knew him as Neptune. He was the son of Kronos and Rhea and brother to Zeus and Hades. His symbols include the trident, dolphin, and tuna. Poseidon can help with fear and strength. Ra is the Egyptian god of the sun. Symbols and associations are the sun, ankh, and scepter. Call on Ra for spells for balance and justice. Shiva is the Hindu god of destruction. He is associated with the snowy mountains. Symbols include three eyes that represent the three worlds, the sun, the moon, and earth, the three paths of liberation, and the triple nature of creation. Shiva can help with will, knowledge, and action. Vishnu is a Hindu god, also known as the preserver. So where Brahma was the creator and Shiva the destroyer, Vishnu unifies them. So symbols and associations are the discus, the lotus, and the conch. You can call on Vishnu for prosperity and protection. Zeus is the Greek god of the sky. He is son to the titans Kronos and Rhea, and he married his sister Hera. He is brother to Demeter, Hestia, Hades, and Poseidon. He is associated with, of course, the sky, as well as thunder and lightning. Symbols include the thunderbolt, shield, and cornucopia. Zeus can help you with protection of your home, and you could also ask him to help you change the weather. So, there is a list of gods you can work with. Like I said, these are very short lists. There are many gods and goddesses to work with. My favorite ones to work with, and this is just one from each category, is Saraswati and Odin. Which ones do you like to work with? If I haven't mentioned your go-to deity, then I do apologize. I just wanted to list the ones I was most familiar with to give you as accurate details as possible. 
You can certainly reach out to me and tell me your faves, which deities have really come through to you and for you. If you're not sure which deities are the ones for you, then do not worry, my friend. They will find ways to connect with you. They might show you symbols or signs to come to you in dreams. You can also do a meditation to see which ones come forward to you. But try starting with the descriptions I mentioned, as well as what they symbolize and what you need the most help with in your life. Which deities appeal to you the most? Which pantheon appeals to you? If, say, you really feel called to work with Egyptian deities, I have a few on this list, but you can also buy books on just Egyptian gods and goddesses or do the research online. Now, if you notice, I honor a goddess from one pantheon and a god from another, and that's okay. If you are unsure which deity or deities to call while you were doing rituals or spell work, then it is okay to just call out to generic god and goddess. It is absolutely okay to do that. I've done that many times before with much success. All right. And I do work with other gods and goddesses aside from Saraswati and Odin. Um, I work with Odin a lot because I do read the runes a lot. Um, and Saraswati is my creative side and my education side. Um, so I do really resonate with her a lot. So whatever works for you, you know what I mean? Heck, you might even receive an answer as to who's coming to help you, you know, when you're doing a spell or a ritual and you're calling on just a generic god and goddess, you know, um, you might receive an answer. You might receive some kind of symbol or message. All right. All right. Now let's pull an oracle card. So I'm so excited because I just bought this new oracle deck. I just got it yesterday, as a matter of fact. So I just opened it up this morning and I took a little look through. It's called The Green Witch Oracle and it's by Sherilyn Darcy, which is funny because my daughter, my oldest daughter's name is Darcy, but it's spelled differently. Um, this is a cute box and it has um, the um, elements, elemental symbols on it. And inside the box, in the inside cover, it has a pentacle. So the five-pointed star. So it's really cool. Um, I did look through the cards, and it they are so beautiful. So each card has either a fruit, a vegetable, an herb, or a flower on it. And when you look in the book, they're, at, they're categorized by the elements, earth, air, fire, and water. So it's pretty cool. So let me go give it a shuffle. This is my first time shuffling this deck. So sometimes when you get a, um, a new deck of cards and you shuffle it for the first time, um, they can kind of stick a little bit, but they seem to be doing pretty good. So, and hopefully we'll get, we'll get something that's related to what we're talking about. And oh, I think it's time for me to stop shuffling. And I'm gonna pick the top card and I drew the card of trust. Ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> now I gotta find it in the book because I'm not sure where everything is at the moment. Oh, there are numbers on the top of the cards. So that does help. So it's card number 21. And also in the book too, while I'm looking for this page, um, 
she offers you different types of spreads relating to gardens, which I thought was pretty cool. So you'll have to check it out. It's really nice. Um, maybe I'll post the picture on the Facebook group. Okay, so I found the page. And before I read on, um, let me tell you what the card looks like. On the card is basil. Okay, so it's the herb basil. And it's got the Scorpio zodiac sign on it. And it has an eye. Um, this is a fire. Yeah, wait a minute. This is an earth card because, you know, it grows from the earth, I guess, the meaning. Um, and it's got some pentacles on it and a pretty good picture of the herb basil. And in the book, <clears throat> it tells you, it gives you a little quote, okay? And then it tells you the oracle meaning. And then it gives you a cultivation about the herb, magical correspondences, and a spell. So I will read all of this to you. All right. <clears throat> Trust in Basil. The gardening suggests there might be a place where we can meet nature halfway. And that quote was by Michael Pollan. All right, the meaning of the card. Basil will indicate energies surrounding trust and the workings of relationships. So before I move on, what are we just talking about? Guys, this whole episode was about relationships with the gods and goddesses. And trust, yes, you need to trust that they're going to be there for you and work with you. Um, so yeah, this card is spot on. So I'm so happy about this. This, this works perfectly. All right, I'm reading on. <laughs> consideration consideration, and putting more into graining harmonious ground are required. And although this does include romance, Basil is referencing any relationship or connection. Hello. <laughs> Education and travel are all areas that are shining with positive vibes at the moment. But be wary of being in situations or relationships that you know are not good for you. So that relates to anything. Friends, relatives, you know, a romantic partner, um, you know, co-workers, and hello, working with deities, right? <clears throat> or spirit guides or anything like that. All right, the cultivation. Common basil is an annual but there are perennial varieties available. Plant annual basil from a spring to early summer in tropical zones, spring to the end of summer in temperate places, and autumn to midsummer in colder climates. I love that. I love how it gives you um, information on how to plant the herb and when to plant it. Although it prefers full sun, Basil will grow in semi-shade and requires a fertile, free-draining soil in either a garden bed or a pot. Harvest leaves as required and remove flowers as spent to extend seasons. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. All right, magical correspondences. The uses of basil are for good luck, love, prosperity, reconciliation and success deities <laughs> they give you the deities um and some of them actually 
There's only a couple on here that I mentioned today. Ain, Aradia, Aries, Irzuli, Jupiter, Krishna, Loki, Mars, Seth, and Vishnu. The planet is Mars, and the astrological sign is Scorpio. Remember I told you there was a Scorpio symbol on there. All right, now it gives you a spell, and it's a, called a trust spell. Reconcile and mend the bridges of trust by sharing this yummy pesto. Place two cups of fresh basil leaves, one half cup of freshly grated Romano cheese, one third cup of pine nuts, and three garlic cloves in a food processor and blend until minced. Slowly add one half cup of extra virgin olive oil while the processor is running and seasoned to taste. Decant into two blue jars and shear to mend relationships. Wow, I love it. Oh my goodness, I am so in love with this deck. Again, it's called Greenwich Oracle and it's by Sherilyn Darcy. And guess what? I got this at Barnes & Noble. I got it at Barnes & Noble last night. So I am very pleased with these cards. Oh my goodness. You guys have to pick it up. I mean, it's an awesome deck. Um, I'll post something about it on the Facebook group. All right. I am going to hold off on the Everyday Spells card. And the reason is, well, I have an announcement to make. So, starting in January, I decided that I'm going to do a weekly recording, a weekly show um, related to um, different spells and a little bit of astrology and maybe a little bit of numerology and divination. We'll see. Um, so it's going to come out on every Saturday starting in January, the first Saturday of January. Um, and I got this inspiration because I did ask on Facebook, you know, what kinds of topics you guys want to want me to cover and everything like that. And some of you reached out personally. Some of you reached out on, I think one person reached out on the Facebook group, Christy, that was that was who reached on the Facebook group, wanting to know um, more spells and everything. I was doing the everyday card spells um, after each episode, but I think I'm going to save those now for the weekly episode. And the weekly episode, they're probably not going to be too lengthy. I'm thinking maybe 20 minutes or so. Um, give or take. Um, and we'll go over the, you know, some astrology for the for that week, upcoming week, as well as maybe a spell um, and maybe more reading, more oracle cards or runes, you know, stuff like that. Um, let me know before then if there's anything else you want me to talk about on a weekly basis. And I'll still keep up with these monthly recordings as well. So you'll get a weekly episode as well as a monthly episode. So there'll be two, you know, there'll be at least five episodes in a month, right? One for every week and then a big one for the month. So yeah. Um, and let me know if there is any other content, any other topic that you would want me to discuss on here. It could be something that I've talked about in previous episodes 
and maybe you want to know more about. Maybe we can go more in depth about it. There is, I do have a few ideas about stuff that I have talked about that I do want to um, give more information on. So the this one with the deities, you know, it was a little more in depth than what I've talked about before. And you can always check out my website as well, um, where I will add to the deities section what I've talked about on here, how they can help you with, with your magic. So I hope that this topic was informative for you. And please let me know if you have any questions regarding working with the deities. Remember, you can always reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, I still call it Twitter. I have a hard time calling it X. <laughs> as well as on the Facebook group, which is, I'm honestly... I'm on the Facebook group a lot more than any other things. So, you know, Instagram, I do check it every day. Um, but Facebook group is probably the best way to reach me. Um, and you can also email me if you want to. Um, I have my email link in the show notes as well as on the um, website. So um, I have also created a TikTok page although I haven't posted anything to it yet. Now, let me tell you about TikTok. I was one of those people that said, I will never have a TikTok page. I will never do TikTok. I will never watch TikTok. I will never create a page. <laughs> but I am telling you, it, you know, I'm looking for other platforms, other avenues, other ways to be able to connect with you guys. So, you know, not everybody's on Facebook. Not everybody's on Instagram. You know what I mean? Not everybody's on TikTok. Not everybody's on Twitter or X or Threads or, you know, whatever. Um, so if I can reach some of you on Facebook, if I can reach some of you on Instagram, I can reach some of you on TikTok, right? I'm not sure exactly what I want to do with the TikTok yet. My goal is to eventually start videotaping my recordings so that you can see me, so that I can also put it on my YouTube um, because I would rather, I am we're still working on some of the YouTube videos. And, but to me, they're not, they're not ideal. All right, let's be honest. They're not ideal, in my opinion, um, because you don't get to see me talk. I might put images of myself on there as well as images as to what I'm talking about which is fine, but it takes me a long time to do. It really does because I have to upload all these images. I have to edit and, you know, sometimes Photoshop things um, if I want to take a background out or whatever. Um, and I have to play back the recording just so I can place each image in the appropriate spots. It's time consuming. I don't mind doing it because I'm doing it for you guys and I want you guys to you know, whoever's on YouTube to be able to enjoy um, the imagery as well as the audio. But I think it would be a lot better if you could actually see me talking about these things. And then I could always add images to what I'm talking about, like add the picture of the card that I just read, you know, things like that. So right now, the place that I'm in, the apartment that we're in, it's a great apartment, don't get me wrong. But I really don't have a good enough space where I would be comfortable to show it out to the world. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, 
I'm going to tell you that I'm recording in my bedroom and I really don't have a great enough backdrop. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, to be able to um, feel comfortable about showing it. So that is why I don't video it right now. Um, but once I get into a position in a place where I have a good surrounding of things, you know, something that, that is going to be visually appealing um, that you can look at, aside from looking at me, <laughs> which I'm not saying I'm visually appealing, but I'm just saying, you know, you don't want to stare at a blank wall. You know what I mean? Because that's right behind me right now is a blank wall. That's all there is. Um, well, actually, right behind me, I got the witch's calendar, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, um, but that's that. So that's my goal for doing that. And that's my, and it's my goal for doing the weekly episodes. I'm going to do them on a Saturday. I've already decided that I will release them on a Saturday. Um, and um, so be on the lookout for that. And I'll figure out what I want to do with the TikTok. Um, if you have any ideas, please let me know. I can, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, you can go ahead and add me on the TikTok if you want. Like I said, I really don't have any content on there yet, but hopefully I will soon. So just be patient for waiting for the content. All right, guys. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, be magical. So that's going to do it for today. I will be airing these podcasts about once a week, so be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.